what do laser weapons, saving the polar bears, and a looming battle between economic superpowers have in common? Would you be surprised to learn that the answer is batteries? How is it possible that an invisible technology that so many of us take for granted in our day-to-day -day lives could have the power, pun intended, to reshape our future so dramatically? Have I mentioned that laser weapons are a thing? This week, I'm diving into our transformation into a battery-powered society. Stay tuned. Batteries weren't something that I thought about on a day-to-day -day basis, at least not before I started researching them. But when I started to pay attention, I realized that I could spot their influence in almost every single industry. I'm pretty confident that I can make the case as to why batteries are one of the most interesting and most important technologies to watch out for in the future. Okay, picture this. You're out for the day and you suddenly realize that you have forgotten your phone charger at home. All you can do is slowly watch as that battery power slowly drains down to zero. What do you do? Do you avoid using certain apps? Stop playing games? Do you moderate your usage? Decide not to look up that random fact you wanted to double check on Google? Do you not pick up phone calls? And more importantly is, how does this make you feel do you feel anxious, angry, stressed out, frustrated? Do you feel lost? We've done everything we can, but your phone is dying. What? No, no, he had a full charge three hours ago. I'm afraid he's at 20%, a condition known in the medical community as like basically dead already. If you found yourself in this situation, you're not alone. Recently, the phone manufacturer LG released a study about a condition that they're describing as low battery anxiety. Here's some stats from that report. 32% of the people surveyed said that they would drop everything in order to head home and charge their phone. 39% will approach a total stranger and ask for a charger. And 42% of millennials will skip the gym in order to go home and charge your phones. So batteries, in a way, provide a gateway to interacting with the outside world, to interacting with our family and friends. Can, can we plug him in, please? Can we get a charger in here, please? Can someone get a charger in here? From an anthropological perspective, one of the responsibilities of living in a connected world is having to manage our battery power. My iPhone now tells me what apps are using up the most power, it tells me how long it's been since the last charge. So all of this gives me information which makes it my job as the user to manage my energy. And I kind of wonder if that doesn't play a part in this low battery anxiety. Like if a part of it isn't the fact that when your battery runs low, in some sense it's like a reflection of your inability to properly manage your battery life. If it's not a little bit of a reflection of your own irresponsibility. So power has now become an essential resource that we need to navigate the world. And it's super important in many social contexts. Just look at the rise of portable batteries as an industry. If you're at the airport or at any conference, it's very normal now to see people that have these external battery packs to power their phone. No joke, I once witnessed a fight between two people at an airport over an outlet, and the conversation and the argument was really funny because they were trying to define who had the most critical situation. 
Is it 7%? Is it 12%? Is it the person expecting a call? Is it the person that needs to check into their flight? And it was this negotiation over the access to this public outlet. And it became really heated. Ultimately, we can all recognize that batteries and by extension, the access that we have to power is an important thing. Now, another hypothesis that I came across was by an author and researcher named Mark Changizi, who's the author of a book called Harnessed, How Language and Music Mimic Nature and Transformed Ape to Man. Now, Mark was talking about the evolution of color vision in primates, and his theory was that our ability to see red in particular came about because as social creatures, we needed to see the subtle changes that happen when talking to each other face to face. If someone's face gets red in anger, or if you have a blush because of your flirting with somebody. So seeing this red color became an important social metric in helping gauge what the mood would be. And I wonder if part of this anxiety around seeing that awful red battery is an extension of that subconscious evolutionary instinct, where our phone, which is such an important part of our social lives, is in fact sending us the social cue, this technological sign of distress. And I wonder if there's a part of our primitive brain that sees that and just feels that social anxiety much in the same way that we would respond to somebody who is angry. And think about how we talk about our batteries themselves. Think about how we talk about power depletion like it's death. My battery's dead. My phone died. It's yet another way that batteries have snuck into our language so that we as humans now relate our own energy as living creatures with this technology. So all in all, batteries are weaving their way into our daily interactions and into the way that we feel when we relate to technology. We're in vertical climb on CO2 levels. And uh, we, we need to do everything we possibly can to accelerate the transition to sustainable energy. Save us, Elon! <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you have solar, a great solar roof, and you have uh, a battery pack in your house, and you have an electric car, that's something that scales worldwide, that you can, you can solve the whole energy equation with that. That was our real-life Iron Man himself, Elon Musk, talking about why sustainable energy is the only way to guarantee a safe and prosperous future. The U.S. Energy Information Administration projected that by 2040, energy consumption will grow by 50%, and that batteries will play a big part of that. Batteries fall into three categories, consumer electronics, automotive, and industrial storage. I think it's easy to see from the consumer space how an increasing demand for LCD panels, tablets, smartphones, wearables, including the rise of industries like augmented reality, virtual reality, and gaming, why the demand for batteries will grow. So I really want to focus on automotive and industrial storage because that's where I think things get pretty interesting. Let's start with automotive vehicles. It is estimated that by 2040, there will be 530 million electric vehicles on the road. And it's not just the cars that we're going to drive. This change is also going to include things like warehouse robots, construction equipment, municipal transportation, airport ground fleets. Eventually, this will extend to having electric trains and planes and shipping freighters. So already you can see how automotive batteries will influence travel, shipping, retail, railways, and obviously the automotive space. about large-scale storage batteries? Well, one of the most exciting developments of these types of batteries is that it makes renewable energy viable. 
One of the biggest challenges that face wind energy and solar energy is that the demands to consume this energy, the demands from the grid, often comes at times when the sun isn't shining or the wind isn't blowing. So the industry hasn't yet cracked the right type of battery that has the capacity that's big enough and strong enough to be able to store all of the energy that we're getting from these sources for later use. Once we do have this type of battery though, analysts are predicting that it will shake up the industry in the same way that shale oil completely reshaped the energy landscape. One of the positives here is that obviously this would make renewable energy more predictable and more reliable, not to mention more affordable. You have the oil and gas industries, which are not gonna be too happy about this. And I can already foresee lobbyists and a lot of pushback from companies that don't wanna lose control. But you also have utility companies that are gonna have some issues as well. Because if solar and wind become more viable, and if the batteries become more affordable, then in some cases, we can even predict that consumers won't be so dependent on the existing grids anymore. The same way that you manage your iPhone battery, you'll eventually have to manage the large battery that powers your house, and even in some cases, your neighborhood. This is creating brand new markets, like the idea of the individual energy independence. So being an individual energy producer means that you can create your own energy for your own use, and in some cases, generate revenue by selling excess energy back to the grid. So in addition to the positive environmental impacts, this will create new businesses and jobs that require people who build, maintain, fix, and deal with all of these new emerging industries. We're gonna need smarter software, so battery management software and battery management systems are also on the rise. This is going to create a lot of economic opportunity, which according to a Citibank analysis, could bring in as much as $400 billion in annual revenue in 2030. Batteries are also making their way into national policy. So this is where we start to get some geopolitical drama because as I've established, everyone's gonna want more batteries, right? That means we need access to the materials in order to build those batteries. One of those materials is cobalt. So in 2016, China bought a majority stake in the Congo's biggest cobalt mine for $2.5 billion, meaning they've now secured long-term access to it. Since then, the price of cobalt has almost doubled. Now you can't just get cobalt anywhere. Two thirds of the world's supply is found and mined in the Republic of Congo. So this was a pretty important move for China to take. The other thing that everyone is chasing now is lithium. And in 2017, CNN Money reported that Chinese companies were moving fast to secure supplies of lithium. Lithium is this silvery white metal that's mined from rocks in Australia and that you can also find in brine pools in South America. Are we witnessing the beginning of a global battery arms race? Because whoever controls the lithium supply chain will control the future of the electric vehicle space. It's important to note that China, along with the US and Europe, have limited access to lithium domestically. So the pressure to find external sources and sources abroad is gonna be increasingly important. And that will have a lot of diplomatic and geopolitical ramifications. Because the worst case scenario is that China, say, locks it all down and suppliers like Tesla, all of these emerging companies will have to A, race to get the limited supply or B, be priced out because it will be too expensive for them to get. It is estimated that by 2020, China will have 62% of the world's lithium ion battery production capacity. 
So it's a big platform here. It's not just about charging devices anymore, but we're talking about global prosperity. We're talking about global trade. We're talking about all sorts of different issues that can impact the relationships between countries on a huge level. Now a CNN exclusive, an up-close look at a new military laser that's silent, precise, and deadly. Our chief The military is taking advantage of new advancements in battery technology research was the creation and the development of laser weapons. And in the next couple of decades, China is projected to be the world leader in laser weapons. So the application of batteries is going to extend beyond just the positive and could create an entirely new set of challenges, including new types of weapons, new types of war. A little scary. But, you know, not everything can have 100% upside. There are some pretty cool things coming down the pipeline. These are very, very early, early stage inventions. But I've seen companies that are creating batteries from plants, which is so cool. Imagine if you could just plug your phone into your house plant in order to charge it. And imagine if on a large scale, you could have acres of forests that also double as sources of real, clean, actual green energy. I love that idea. And the second thing that I think is super cool is that there's early, early stage discussions of being able to create batteries that would power these large satellites that would allow us to one day be able to harness solar energy from the sun itself from outer space. And space is an entirely new direction, right? The, the race to get to Mars, the race to explore space, to explore the universe, all of that is gonna be increasingly possible thanks to battery technology. So there you have it, trade, energy, space, global alliances, the future of war, security, diplomacy, retail, augmented reality, entertainment, the environment. We are slowly taking steps towards becoming a battery-powered society. Battery left, five minutes of battery left, five minutes of battery. I need my phone, but my charger's at home. Four minutes of battery left, four So that's it for me and this episode of The Digital Deep. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe and share this episode. And as always, you can find show notes, links, and more at thedigitaldeep.com. This episode was produced in partnership with Cavalry Creative and features music by Eric Sutherland. See you next time. I need my phone, but my charger's at home. Zero minutes of battery left. I need my phone, but my charger's at home. Zero minutes of battery left.